0: back. Welcome back to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the podcast where we watch, review, and discuss every goddamn horror movie on Netflix. I'm Stephen. As always, I'm here with my friends and co-hosts, Patrick. Hello. And Chris. Hi. And uh, we're at the bar because COVID restrictions are uh, pretty much completely lifted in Michigan at this point. And we're also reviewing El Bar, a.k.a. The Bar, the 2017 Alex de la Iglesia
1: film uh so what are you guys drinking it's been a long time it's been a long time since i've been at the bar with my boys very excited it's been a while yeah so answer my love to get down to the bar drink some brews with my boys some brews so what kind of brew you drinking you can answer my question or what i'm I'm drinking (laughs) labat drinking four labat
0: four (laughs) and and the plural of labat is just (laughs) labat Yeah, to be clear it's, it's like and vinyl. the
1: singular the singular of labat is labats
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't say vinyls ever patrick patrick what are you drinking
2: uh, uh I, i'm i was drinking a rum and ginger but now i'm drinking rum and coke because i need that little extra jolt of energy you know and i've got um i have some coke ain also on the side just in case i need even more energy Whoa. No, not Whoa. really. Not really. It's, not really. It's,
1: Look at Eric yeah, Clapton over here. Damn. You to say it's true what they say about the gateway drug.
2: Hey, you know, it's it's getting crazy out here tonight at the Land Shark.
1: Oh, oh. Zing. Damn. Damn. Topical Michigan little, joke there. Little little uh the Michigan's very own Bill Maher over here.
2: <laughs> oh no, that's you, bud.
1: <laughs> well, um enough about Bill Maher. I've got a
0: an organic rosé over here on my end
2: oh yes we didn't ask what uh, what steven was drinking yeah we've been at the bar for a little while
0: guys uh just to give you a heads up (laughs) if you you can't tell so you know at the beginning of every episode we like to just kind of catch up talk about what other horror related adventures we may have been on uh in the past couple of weeks unrelated to the homework at hand Have any of you guys seen anything spooky lately experienced anything spooky in real
2: life yes i have yes what do you got patrick i followed through on the assignment that we like i don't know i feel like some of us half acidly committed to at the end of the blair witch project episode and then some of our fans like kind of held our feet to the fire and were like okay follow through and watch the blair witch sequel so i did follow through on part of that assignment i watched and i already forget how this title is sequenced i think it's book of shadows blair witch 2 i think it Uh, omits the word project, but you know, whatever. It's Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. And you know what? It was wild. It could not have been more different from the original Blair Witch Project, and I admired that they didn't just crank out another found footage you know, piece of product. It's I mean, it's not good, but it was interesting and weird and over the top and kind of campy, and I'm glad I watched it. So thanks uh to those who you know said hey watch this shit
1: i also watched blair witch too um i mean uh, <laughs> not not very good it's it's a batshit movie we'll, we'll i will give it points for that if it if it were the oscars of what movie is the most batshit blair witch would be nominated in all categories
2: oh it's batshit um, as fuck and i mean the yeah. the ending has big saw energy Yeah, I don't know.
1: I I don't have much to say about it. I'm glad we didn't watch it for the show.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, that reminds me. We saw Spiral from the Book of Saw since last episode too, Chris.
1: Oh yeah, we saw it in the theater. We We went in the afternoon. We had our our popcorn. We had our candy. We had our vitamin water. Yeah, I I smuggled in a LaCroix and we watched Spiral from the Book of Saw. And I mean, I for one, as a Saw fan, as a Saw aficionado, I got nothing to complain about. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? Hell, of course not. But uh, was it a satisfying continuation of the Saw soap opera legacy? Eh, so, to some extent, I mean, uh, it was fine. I said I, I watched some traps. I saw some shit. I ate some candy.
2: Did not work for me quite as well. It, it tries real hard to be to be woke and to have some political commentary on racial injustice, police brutality. Uh, But we know how well Saw handles uh, political issues from Saw 5's handling of the healthcare debate. Saw 6! Saw 6. Oh, I'm sorry. Its uh, political acumen has not gotten any greater since that installment. It is uh, pretty heavy-handed, and the ending is just a big, big fucking nope for me. But Chris Rock, entertaining. There's a couple of good traps in it oddly light on interesting traps overall bit of a disappointment for me but it was great to go to the theater get back in the theater again especially with chris who i hadn't seen in person in a while
1: well the uh you know the political commentary of the movie this was a movie originally scheduled to come out in may 2020 Mm. so when you have a movie that's tackling issues of of police brutality and it kind of tiptoes around race but maybe it's there in the subtext the conversation has changed so much in the last year that anything you made back then is probably gonna seem a little anachronistic today i hadn't um, even
2: thought about that 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 yeah. just honestly makes me feel like they just should have mothballed that thing and just gone uh let's it's it, it was or, or sent it direct to video or something yeah. it is just really misguided especially in the in the lens of everything that's happened since
1: i agree and the ending i agree with you the ending was was um d- woof d- d- Woof. Um, you know, all I'll say is there's certain imagery that is so emotionally charged that you should not use it unless you have an artist's hand that is a little bit more refined than what we can expect from Darren Lynn <laughs> and the people who made Spiral from the Book of Saw. God bless them all otherwise. <laughs> uh yeah.
0: gotten well now i want to see it <laughs> you finally sold me on the saw franchise
2: <laughs> oh boy yeah we we could probably recommend a better uh entry point into the saw <laughs> cinematic universe yeah. I also want to give a shout out, as usual, to a comic book. The new title, Red Room, from Ed Piscor, who is a phenomenal cartoonist who Mm -hmm. did the uh, Hip Hop Family Tree and X-Men Grand Design comics and also hosts the cartoonist Kayfabe podcast. Just a phenomenally talented dude um, who really knows his way around the art form. And his new book is Hardcore... Grizzly, violent horror kind of the tagline is murder on the dark web for fun and profit and it's about this uh kind of series of dark web chat rooms where live murders are performed for people who tip bitcoin and it's going to be i think sort of a, a series of self-contained uh, sort of anthology like stories about people and characters who revolve around this whole universe it is gnarly it is violent there are horrifying kills rendered with brilliant like our crumb level grossness and detail it, it left me a little lacking on the character side i will say but i fucking love ed's cartooning and i love that he's doing a horror book uh, and that it's been selling so well it's like the best selling comic in fantagraphics history which fantagraphics is a very big indie uh comic book publisher so glad that it's working out well for him and go check it out if uh grizzly murder is your thing
1: What if I told you the same concept was used in an episode of Millennium in the year 1998? I'd say that sounds like something
0: you would say, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Steven, what have you been uh, injecting into your brain lately?
0: I mean, like Chris, I've been watching Joe Bob uh, on Shudder. I usually make it through the first feature and then catch up with the second when everything drops on late Saturday or Sunday. Um, I saw, I, I'd seen Maniac Cop before, directed by Bill Lustig, written by Larry Cohen, one of my favorite directors. Uh, and it was still a blast. Everybody should see Maniac Cop i don't think i'd ever seen maniac cop 2 before or if i had i didn't remember much of it except for a couple of famous images i think it might even be a better movie than the first maniac cop Chris and i can maybe debate offline about that um so kind of like
2: book of shadows blair witch 2
0: sure um uh but both amazing movies and uh the other night i revisited mandy with joe bob i saw mandy in the theater sober which i think was a huge mistake um i appreciated it on i appreciated so many things about it i mean it's a movie that like is almost too perfect on paper to disappoint me even if the execution isn't great but i definitely wasn't quite in the right headspace i was definitely with the wrong person when i saw it and i you know i started to kind of kind of fade in and out during the film as, as like you know midway through the second act this time around had a gummy and was immediately drawn in and i absolutely loved the film this time around i went from being kind of lukewarm to this is a legitimate masterpiece and it's probably going to take another 10 years but i cannot wait to see what else comes out of panos Cosmatos's brain
2: Oh, love that movie. Loved yeah. it in the theater when I saw it. I was also sober when I saw it. Rewatched it recently after uh getting a little high and it was delightful in a whole different way.
1: <laughs> yeah, good shit. So that's all I've got. Um I, I concur with with the Maniac Cop. I enjoyed Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop 2. They were great and, you know, Maybe more on point and timely commentary about the police than you would find in Spiral
0: <laughs> from the sounds of it. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, the bar Alex de la Iglesia 2017. I chose this movie for this episode. Why? a uh, couple of reasons. One, there wasn't. I mean, this is becoming a theme. There wasn't much on Netflix that I wanted to see, and this title stood out to me as I was kind of last-minute selecting a movie, and I realized it was because I've been kind of fascinated with Alex de la Iglesia. Dr. Rebecca McHenry on the Shockwaves podcast, now Colors of the Dark, has been talking about two of his films for years, and they both sounded Utterly fascinating to me. He's a Spanish director. Uh, the f- first film of his that that kind drew my interest was *The Day of the Beast*, which I've talked about on the podcast before. It's uh, a Christmas Eve set, uh, sp- sort of Catholic horror movie about a priest who finds out that the end times are coming. The devil's going to arrive on Earth, and he knows how to stop the devil, but he has to attract the devil and be in his presence, so he commits as many sins as possible on Christmas Eve with the hopes of actually being able to confront the devil when he arrives. Really great, fun, bonkers movie, very stylishly directed. The other is uh, Perdita Durango, which is a 1997 movie with Javier Bardem and Rosie Perez, and it is, it is adapted from the sequel to the novel that David Lynch's Wild at Heart was based on. I just watched it today, finally. It's not as good. It's kind of shapeless, but there's a lot of great horror stuff in it. And then I realized, oh, I know about the bar because I looked this guy up before, and I'm interested in his movies. So that's why i chose it it wasn't just for the the joke of uh, michigan returning back to normal and we can go to bars now (laughs) uh so what we get with this movie is it's basically a bunch of ciphers on the street of madrid who wander into a bar a couple of people walk out they get shot mysteriously is there a sniper what's going on Uh, the same group uh the the survivors get trapped in the bar uh, the, the strange things start to happen outside the entire sort of uh, courtyard area is, is suddenly devoid of human beings the military shows up and they light a tire fire to try and make it seem like these murders never happened and uh, we're, we're left with this this group of people becoming increasingly tense about what they should do in this precarious situation while they're locked inside
1: Yeah, it's basically one of those self-contained thriller-type movies that we've seen before, where you have kind of a small cast of characters stuck in one spot and lots of interpersonal drama. Reminded me a lot of Await Further Instructions. Mm. Um, And so our our main cast is basically we have uh, a young woman who stopped in the bar on her way to a date, uh, and she's kind of our... I wouldn't say protagonist. It's very much an ensemble piece, but she's the character that we kind of follow the perspective of the most. Yeah. We have a young professional who like works in technology. Who's just kind of there in the bar working. We have a middle-aged woman who is work, who's there uh, mostly for the slot machine. Uh, we have a couple middle-aged guys. One's a businessman. One's a retired police officer. And we have the barkeep, uh, who's also who's a maybe a sixty or seventy-year-old woman. And we have her employee, who's like the you know the short-order cook slash bartender. And then you know a couple other minor characters who kind of come in and out early on before everything. Well, gets and the homeless guy. and the
0: the vagrant. Oh, yeah. Oh, the how, homeless could we guy is, yeah. how could we forget? How could
1: we forget? Very the, important. The, catholicism's answer to joker in the form of (laughs) jesus christ this this wiry kind of homeless guy who is a little bit crazy but maybe not maybe he's crazy like a fox we don't know and uh he's 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 unpredictable and chaotic and damaged.
2: damaged yeah and
1: you know chris you did a wonderful job of summing up these
0: characters because um, you know, I, I, I refer to them as ciphers right out the gate because these are not terribly <laughs> well-developed characters. Um, well, most not at first, most of them fit into pretty convenient stereotypes, and I, I would agree that most of them aren't very well developed by the end either uh, or argue is what i
2: meant to say so one of the interesting things to me about this movie is that i i believe it's billed as a comedy or i had heard i don't know maybe steven you described it as a comedy i don't know i at least had the uh, idea in my head it's that it was going comedy, to be horror, a yeah. horror comedy was was what i was expecting and and is what i got to a certain degree mm-hmm. for like maybe the first 20 minutes but the there's this really interesting effect of the comedy like starting out at a fairly like middling level and it just tanks like the level of comedy just goes down over the course of the movie until at the end it is not funny at all and it is just excruciating and dark which i I found interesting but at least at the beginning it is funny and there were a few things that i laughed at and it even Uh specifically reminded me of edgar wright like he has that same sort of like snappy editing like some fairly kinetic camera movement within the you know the very small like uh cramped environment of the bar and i was i was feeling that vibe it was actually especially with the uh you know threat of a zombie like sort of thing going on around them it reminded me a lot of Shaun of the Dead and I was digging that vibe early on yeah there's certainly
0: a lot of mystery and intrigue at the beginning because you don't really know at least I didn't know going into it had some assumptions but like what is the horror going to be you know because we see these two people get shot you know within the first 10 minutes uh, as they as they leave the bar one walks out Gets hit by a bullet. Another person goes out to check on him. He gets shot as well. Then the streets are
1: cleared. And you're like. I was hoping it was Kiefer Sutherland. I was hoping it was (laughs) Phone Booth 2. And they were just going to be stuck in a bar. Oh, well, back to Larry Cohen. Nice. Um, So
0: there's a little bit of mystery. Like, you're kind of with the characters. I felt sort of with them in the first like third of this movie, like kind of just as confused as they are about what's going on. How do we even find out? It's clearly not safe to leave. Um, Nobody has a working cell phone. So they're, so they're pretty well trapped. And then of course they start to kind of, you know, it's like the mist or any one of those sorts of kinds of stories where they're kind of, they're all suspicious of each other. Um, they suspect one of them to be a terrorist. It turns out he's just like, he just does like advertisements for major companies and he has this external hard drive that he's worried they're going to think is a
2: bomb. Well, and the the thing that's sort of like, because, you you know, of course, you have to have a, a, a plot device to keep them, to keep these eight people, or however many people it is, inside this space. And the device that accomplishes that is they decide, or one of the characters kind of whips them up into this terror that... One of them is, as you said, Stephen, a terrorist, and that the police are basically sitting outside the restaurant waiting to just snipe anyone who comes out, assuming that they're right. going to hit a terrorist. And that was just like, that was just existing on this, like, it was just teetering on the brink for me of, like, me buying it versus me going, okay, like, these somebody in here has to go, no, that's bullshit, I'm leaving the restaurant. Like, there's no no reason to stay in the bar, you know? I'm with you in that it's
0: it's fairly contrived, but also like we have established that like it's getting real weird outside. Like like they've seen the two people who have walked out have both been immediately shot. Then the streets are cleared. Then the SWAT team comes in and sets a tire fire where the bodies were. And we're not sure exactly what the motivation for that is in the moment. Chances are not good of surviving leaving this bar. So what do you do? They, they do what I think comes fairly natural, which is to suspect that, okay, one of us is the reason, uh, we just need to figure out who it is. And, and I don't even know what they would do at that point if they did.
1: So, I mean, it's a movie where the actual threat, you know, they try to figure out what it is. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that it may be biological. I mean, the opening credits of this movie are all about germy things. And things well, like
2: Oh, that. that's right. I don't right. think it's too yeah. much of a spoiler to say we never really find out. Like, this movie does not really offer answers in the end. It offers a lot of theorizing among the characters, but you never quite figure out what the hell is going on.
1: Right. And I really appreciate that. And I don't know how much we can get into everything with before we go to the spoiler room, but I mean, it's, it's all quite arbitrary. Really the horror here is what people do to each other when you subject them to a little bit of fear or a little bit of stress or a little bit of a reason to not trust each other. And it's, you know, they invoke, um, they talk explicitly about, you know, kind of the threat of terrorism and the Paris attacks and stuff like that. Certainly watching this today, you can think about, you know, the COVID pandemic. Of course. yeah. So I I don't know. I thought that was all kind of interesting. This movie, I think, is very about who people are, uh, the nature of humanity once you strip them down
2: to their... Uh, psychological or
1: physical underwear
2: to their to their olive oil soaked canola oil soaked underwear oh yeah.
1: god
0: yeah we'll get into that we will um but they they find uh i mean at one point pretty early on they find someone who appears to be dead in the in the bathroom uh they also find a mysterious syringe. Along with him, and they discover that he, you know, he, they, they kind of drag him out. He says, "Don't touch me." He, you know, he's a, he looks like he has been affected by some kind of virus. He looks very zombie esque, and well, then, his
2: eyes are bulging in a way that almost I, comically. <laughs> I loved the design of that. I've never seen, I've never seen something like that because it clearly was not CG. Uh, I, I loved that and he's got like fucking he's just got these giant pustules that are not i mean they were large but also not pronounced it was just like you could barely see the pus under the skin even though it was like golf ball sized it was so disgusting i was just like waiting for one of those to burst they never did but the visual that i had in my head of it was surely more disgusting than anything they actually could have shown me
0: yeah, he's got a bloated neck i mean he looks like how stephen king describes the victims of the plague in the stand um and i and i did enjoy the design and the practical nature of it um uh, but but when a when a when part of the group of uh, believe five of them uh find themselves interacting very closely with this corpse They are sent down to the basement because they might be infected by whatever is going on with him, and we spend a great deal of the movie in an even more claustrophobic space down there as they try and figure out what's going on up above, is it safe to try and get out hard movie to talk about <laughs> yeah i mean that, that that i think part of the reason that's a problem with this movie and i'll go back to character like i just didn't find any of these characters compelling enough or the drama between them compelling enough to really follow i think i was mostly going uh, going along with the the kind of over-the-top escalating tension in the moments that are derived from that um, that mm-hmm. that happen periodically throughout the film, but there's there's very little else to kind of guide me along on this journey or to really think about all too deeply.
1: I think this movie probably would have a lot more from having a clear-cut protagonist. I'm thinking of, again about "Await Further Instructions" is the most natural comparison of the movies we've seen recently, where you know you had the the young couple who you were clearly with on their side. And, you know, I think that helped a lot in terms of this movie where, as opposed to this movie, where it's just kind of throwing these characters at you and it's an ensemble, but like, I think the movie wants you to be suspicious of everybody. So it doesn't really want to give you a lot to like attach to any individual character, but it's just all kind of there. And I don't really care until much later on. Like if anyone lives or dies, Oh, yeah. It's not until the third act that I really start to get invested in
0: anyone, (laughs) like, completely. Mm -hmm. I think what this movie needed was a stronger scapegoat. Like, if they had taken, I mean, I don't know, just throwing this off the top of my head, not sure if it's a good idea or not. uh, But, like, if they had taken the terrorist angle and, like, we as the audience, like, actually believe, are meant to believe for a while that that might be a legitimate threat, there might be a little more drama here to discuss. But, But that doesn't happen, that notion is dispelled pretty quickly and then we're just left with a bunch of bickering essentially
2: yeah and and i mean not only does it not give us a ton to go on with the characters but also it doesn't give us a ton to go on thematically which is frustrating because it kind of stirs the pot a lot it throws some things in your face there's there's talk about terrorists there's talk about a man with a beard being judged and and assumed that he's the terrorist because he has the beard we find out that whatever this strange biological phenomenon is originated from africa and People specifically referenced that like it came from black people. There were black people associated with it. But that also is like it's there and it's almost like, oh, are we Uh going to comment on the racist association these people are making? But that's just kind of left on the table too. Uh we've got the, the homeless guy who we've mentioned, and at one point, you know, he he certain he seems to have a certain level of like knowledge, whether it's just mania or his out of control spirituality, I guess, about what's going on. And at one point he calls out the group for judging him for being you know homeless and destitute and down on his luck but again that doesn't really get played out because he just turns out to be exactly like the psychotic terrible person who everyone assumes him to be in the first place so Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just all kind of stirring the pot and like attempting to play with some social issues but it either just deserts those those points those sort of theses that it sets up or otherwise kind of delivers on like the grossest possible interpretation of them and 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 by the end of the movie like the ending we'll get to it i'm not going to go into any detail a- about it but to me it just felt like a grand like eh, just kind of throwing up yep. our hands we're done all right it's over
0: 100% 100% it was like it was like whoever wrote this movie and, and the director I, just I don't know like I struggle to even think of like what what is the motivation to make a film like this that is I, I almost want to say it's purely nihilistic but it's not like it doesn't even commit to that angle like I would have loved if the ending was something like how the mist ends which is a movie that I thought of so many times during this just because it is one of those more recent kind of quintessential human beings trapped in a in a horrible situation that there doesn't seem to be any kind of positive outcome from and how do they rea- how do they treat each other you know what? like Chris said like stripping down to their sort of psychological underwear but it it only kind of like lightly touches on the the darker aspects of human nature and this Ah. and and the social and political issues that are at hand
1: i mean I, i think the impetus for the movie is the desire to kind of you know make like lord of the flies or something to to take make a statement about people and isolation and alienation and the state we find ourselves in and in modern society. Um, And I think it's, it's, it's criticizing all of us kind of through that lens. And it did work for me. I mean, uh, again, largely, I think because of the place we find ourselves in watching this, you know, during a pandemic uh, where we've seen a lot of indifference to our neighbors, we've seen how our so-called communities and so-called society are not that well held together by their constituents like you know lots lots of people given the given the chance to wear a mask inconvenience themselves with a mask or possibly kill some people they don't know choose to kill people they don't know <laughs> you know
0: well I mean one thing that I I, I rewatched a I'd say about half of the movie today. I skipped a few parts. But I did find the introductions to most of these characters to kind of establish them as, like, you know, if not unlikable, just kind of like, oh, uh, you know, like the the ad exec is just kind of like, you know, he's just like kind of a hipster douchebag. Well, um, and he's also
2: feeling up Elena all the time. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. He's he's just like... And I don't even know how to read that, honestly. And, and is, like, is it like he's is it is he a scumbag or is it just that like he's lonely and he thinks he's gonna die here so he decides to try and make some awkward moves like the the movie doesn't seem to really commit to ours how it wants us to feel about that interaction but she also is a complete scumbag Mm -hmm. and i don't
1: know that she ever fully redeems herself um the only person who's not a scumbag, in my opinion, is the fry cook. The I was going to say that. Too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. You know, you're right. The the working class guy who's just there because I'm just here cause, so I uh, get paid. Satur
2: Satur, I think his name was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 He's a good soul. He's he's mostly like the
0: voice of reason in this group because everyone else can't stop shouting when they're not supposed to be shouting you know and that sort of thing that i'm just tired of seeing in these sorts of movies and it happens all too often in this one um he was he was chill he was chill
1: is it is it a coincidence that the moral voice of reason is the lowly uh working wage earner guy probably not but i don't think
0: the script really sets it up (laughs) <laughs> no, to, I mean, to ask are, us to have that debate, you
1: know, <laughs> these are things that that play out in my head as I'm watching the movie. I mean, the movie it, it stirs the pot, you know, and it it I don't I agree with Patrick and and with you that there's not a lot of coherency in the movie, but it you know for me it did make me think about things. Um,
0: well, if you bit. look hard enough, you'll find something. Yeah, and I think um, I think some of that I, I you're not off base. I mean, I think that that kind of class commentary is is half baked into this movie <laughs> yeah. it just seems to really kind of toe the line like does it want to be a claustrophobic thriller and purely that and also kind of a mystery or does it also want to you know feed us a little something to chew on yeah um, and i'd say I there's this, less of the latter
1: the the thematic stuff can be there and then just not really be that profound or or good or well developed. And I, I guess that's kind of how I feel about the whole movie where it's it's certainly a passable movie. It's just things just aren't really developed. And and especially when it's something that we're so familiar with. We've seen this movie before yes. so many times that I needed I really needed something. I needed a big moment. I I mean I watched these shitty exploitation movies on Joe Bob's show mm-hmm. that are ninety percent terrible but then they have one scene that I've never seen before in a movie, and it's incredible. <laughs> and this movie did not give me that.
0: Oh, I so, would love to see.
1: I would love to see Larry Cohen. I mean,
0: I think, <laughs> like in his movies, every scene is memorable. It doesn't matter how mundane the setting is; like he throws you something, he gives you a bone. Yeah. Um, this movie needed more of that energy because you're right. We've seen this premise. A billion times and i don 't know this offers a couple of things i hadn 't seen before a couple of things that i, I don 't even know if I liked, but they were impactful to me but otherwise, <laughs> yeah it 's pretty milk toast
2: yeah, I would agree with that. there are a couple of things that I found memorable, including the bug eyed leg zombie that we already talked about, and one other thing that we alluded to already, but I feel like maybe we're sort of saving for the spoiler room, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean that whole I don't know the theme of, you know, what do people do when they're reduced, you know, when they don't have anybody to impress? Well, like that's been done so many times, you know I mean? You can even, we were talking about saw already saw has done that a zillion times and saw honestly, you know, I, I have watched the entire franchise. My opinions on it are mixed, but is saw even generally tends to do something more memorable with that, you know, rather hackneyed theme than, than this did. It just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You can ask that question, But you have to have an answer to it, you know, and I don't know this has I mean, I get this has an answer. It's just an answer that I've seen before, which is everybody is really shitty to each other and is just petty squabbling pieces of trash.
1: Yeah, and then it kind of enters, like, Black Mirror territory for me, which I haven't watched a lot of Black Mirror, but what I have, the reason I haven't watched a lot of Black Mirror is because the Black Mirror episodes I've watched are very much like, hey, that thing that keeps you up at night uh, about society that, like, really bothers you, here it is, Mm -hmm. look at it. And it's like... I are, I see it every fucking day. Like, why do I need this presented to me without a uh, you know a, a, an answer or a profound transformation or something witty about it? Just like showing me the the whole does not <laughs> is not
2: entertaining. That's a that's a great comparison.
1: The worst episodes of Black
0: Mirror kind of eschew what made the twilight zone so great which is imagination and extrapolation and metaphor
1: (laughs) and 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 the twilight zone this is a tangent of course but but the twilight zone had a fundamental optimism about it that Mm -hmm. black mirror does not have rod serling believed in the human condition he believed in the goodness of people Mm. uh he wasn't just like you know stare at the hole
0: yeah i mean he would he, he sent me on well not me but Uh he sent the viewer at the time on many a guilt trip but it was always like with the fundamental hope that we can do better and Black Black Mirror is just like yeah yeah you're fucked think about that for a minute
2: (laughs) right Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a Black Mirror fan. There are episodes of Black Mirror that I think are fucking brilliant. But there is also a significant chunk of them <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, are exactly what y'all are describing. And that's a really good comparison to to this film. I mean, I, the, the worst episodes of Black Mirror, I feel like, just wallow in that negativity. I mean, you make a good point about Rod Serling, where, you know, I think Black Mirror, when it can't quite come up with An interesting point to make it just goes okay well let's just go for the most depraved fucking thing happening and the most pessimistic outcome to this whole scenario yeah and and that is kind of similarly my complaint with this movie as it goes along
1: Mm. you know don't get me wrong the episodes of black mirror I've seen have been some of the finest hours of television I've ever seen I I I love black mirror I, I love the craftsmanship it's just too bleak for me so i don't want to go back and watch more of it <laughs> good black mirror is better than like
0: any like science fiction that's been produced in film or television in the past 10 to 15 years but it's rare yeah. that it really hits the mark uh this movie definitely does not hit the mark for me do you guys want to review it because i do feel like there's little else to talk about without getting into some serious spoilers yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, let's review it and then maybe uh, we can open things up a little bit when we stop being cagey about yeah. what happens
0: well i i'm I'm the the birthday boy as it were I chose this movie so I'll go first uh this is a screw it for me at this movie is like right around an hour and a half and it felt fucking interminable Um, and part of that is like it's a movie with a lot of bickering and shouting and people making stupid decisions over and over and over again and it just just felt very tedious to me it felt like there was not really a cohesive vision for what this thing was supposed to Be, what it's meant to say, what kinds of questions it's meant to provoke. Um, I thought the filmmaking was very sloppy. Patrick, I do think your Edgar Wright uh, invocation earlier was pretty on point in moments, but I think for the most part, this is just an ugly, poorly edited, poorly shot movie that just doesn't quite know what to do with the space that it's in or the people that populate it. I, I, I just cannot think of, of recommending this movie to any uh any kind of horror fan whatsoever patrick what'd you think
2: um i don't know it's it's hard i'm trying to come up with a with a cue it for it but i'm trying to come up with a cue it for it because there were a lot of elements that i did appreciate you know as i said i enjoyed the early tone that set Stage for a movie that I thought I was going to enjoy and that I was on board for. I did actually like a lot of the craftsmanship. I, I think it's better directed than kind of the, the the picture you just painted, Stephen. I mean, I was just thinking about the uh, even just the blocking within that space and how much thought had to have gone into that. Where's the gun going to be? Where's the backpack going to be? Where's this character and that character going to be? It's almost like blocking out a stage play, but. Yeah, I mean, as we've already gone over, it just kind of fell apart for me more and more as it went along. Um, And it was interesting the way, the degree to which it just, like, kind of, I could see it, like, disintegrate almost uh, before my eyes, uh, especially starting with something that did feel promising to me early on. So, while I want to give it a cue, like, for some of the things I did like about it, it's just not something I can recommend for the overall experience. So, I guess I will go with the screw-it. Chris?
1: Well, I'll bail you guys out. I'll give it a cue it. Um, I kind of made that decision earlier. I like the movie less the more I attempt to talk about it because I kind of realize how little movie there is in this. But, you know, I did think it was well made. I thought it was technically well done. The characters weren't rich, but i could tell them apart which is kind of my main (laughs) whenever you have like six characters in one of these netflix horror movies and i can tell them apart you're doing better than um, half the movies we watch (laughs) (laughs) that's fair (laughs) so i appreciate that you know i thought it was uh kind of interesting and charming early on it goes into some pretty harrowing places that were effective to me i was caught up in the drama for the most part even though it wasn't you know the greatest thing i've ever seen at the end of the day we've seen this movie before we've seen it better before this movie doesn't bring a whole lot to the table uh it made me think about some stuff that's but that—that's probably just because of my own neuroses and and not the end, you know, the craft of the film. Uh, so you could check it out and probably have a good time with it, maybe or not check it out and you're probably missing nothing, especially if you've seen one of the dozen other movies that involves people stuck in a place arguing with each other.
0: Cue it. Well, we all had close contact with this movie, so we should probably go down to the spoiler basement before they burn the bar down. Uh, (laughs) Patrick, you want to do your usual spiel before we head down there?
2: Sure, why not? I will encourage you all, as always, to visit everyhorrormovieonnetflix.com. If you were thinking to yourself recently, gosh, I love every horror movie on Netflix, I wish I had a t-shirt that said every horror movie on Netflix, or better yet, a coffee cup that said every horror movie on Netflix. Guess what? You're in luck. We have a link on the website that says buy merch. You can go there and buy things with our art uh, and the name of our show on it, which amazing, right? You can also...
1: It's, you know, the the pandemic is maybe at the tail end at least that's what the government tells me so you know things are open up you can go outside for the first time you can be seen you can be in a in a bar Mm. and you can be you need a new fit because i know your old clothes don't fit
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what maybe you got an every horror movie on netflix t-shirt before and you need a bigger one we got you
1: covered boo maybe you need a smaller one the pandemic cut both ways true (laughs) that's
2: true that's fair I can sure also did. I can also tell you that we may be dropping a new uh, piece of outerwear sometime soon, so keep your eyes peeled for that.
0: What about underwear?
2: Um, I think you can get non underwear too on T Public, but I don't know. I'll, I'll have to check on that and get back to you. If not, we'll definitely find an underwear provider uh and it'll be those american apparel ones where like your ball pops out
1: <laughs> yeah I, I got i got a meeting with a with a businessman who has a briefcase just full of underwear and we're going to go over some samples <laughs>
2: uh also follow us on your social media platforms of choice we're at amoncast e h m o n cast we are not on pinterest i'm sorry we're not on tiktok i'm also sorry and we're not on linkedin but we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, you know, check that out. And also uh, subscribe to us, review us on your podcast provider of choice. Uh, you know, it gives us those analytics. It gives us those downloads, those clicks that we love to see. It gives us the feedback that we love to see. It helps people find the show. It's really just, you know, it's good for everybody. I think that's the spiel should we that's, go that's down the spiel. should yeah, we the go fuck, into the spoiler sewer the,
0: fu- the fucking swat team is coming right now so grab your drink let's head downstairs
2: boys see <laughs> you right, in a minute let's go boiling up
0: all right so we are down here in the spoiler basement of the bar ready to spoil everything about the bar
2: the bar spoil everything about the bar so all right since we're down here i i just i want to talk about the only thing that's on my mind right now is just dumping a like probably five quart jug of oil over your head like that that visual i feel and the sound of it will never leave me they decide that they have to like go down into the drain under the basement and the uh the homeless guy Oils himself up. And I'm just sorry, like
0: Patrick. Let me let me correct Turns
2: jug upside down. He's a person experiencing homelessness. I'm sorry. He's ha-
0: he's houseless.
2: He's oh, he's houseless. Is that the? Uh, I didn't We, know we try to an...
0: we try to be as PC as possible on this show whenever yes. we can. Yeah.
2: Per- person experiencing houselessness tips a this giant jug of oil over his head to try and squeeze through this tiny hole. And there's just I don't know. There's something about that idea of just pouring that much like vegetable oil over yourself that is just repugnant to me and i, I feel like it's uh, I, that's gonna leave a mark on me that's well, one of the things that i saw in this movie that i've not seen the movie before and i don't think i'll forget it it
0: reminds me of a story that i don't know if i've told on the cast before but i'm sure i've told <laughs> one of you did i,
1: tell I think you i the, know
2: what you're gonna say can <laughs> i tell
1: you about the time that i met uh hayden christensen
2: yes Absolutely. Wait
1: a what? Wait. Oh, this. Oh, this was a long time ago. I think I heard this story, but I. I, I I'm so I mean, the, excited. The key, the, I want to hear it again. The key detail. Did, did I, I mean. I mean. What a great lead. Did I tell you about the time I met Hayden
2: Christian? I didn't know that you met him. I thought you just saw him.
1: I mean, I like walked by him, and I
0: don't know. I didn't meet him. Okay, so have a you didn't speak but, to him. But I walked right next to him, and we like acknowledged each other. He was okay. Okay. So he was he was shooting yeah. jumper. Yeah. Uh, in monroe next door to the the house where my mom and my aunts and uncles grew up and
1: they shot jumper in monroe
0: yeah how
1: did you not know this chris I didn't know that. Wow. And, I, and
0: I did meet director Doug Lyman and he was a fucking asshole, but that's another story for another time. I'll never let that one, that grudge go. Uh, but he, So they're shooting a scene where he's supposed to be like, I don't know, out on the tundra somewhere and it was winter. So all the in, in Michigan, so all the ice is like breaking up and making mountains up against the break walls. So that's where they shot all that stuff. I've never seen the movie. I don't know what the context is. And Hayden Christensen needed to look wet so he's wearing like his full outfit you know jacket and everything whatever he wears in the movie and just pouring gallons of oil over himself and rubbing it all over his clothes and that was my he was also very tiny he was a very diminutive man that stood out to me well that's Um, probably why he became darth vader
1: <laughs> but it, saying for something,
0: but it it, it it was an unsettling image to me uh, at the time, and seeing it again in this movie, it was still <laughs> pretty fucking just weirdly cringy. Oh, and, how are you going how, how to watch? All that he, he
1: did all he did all that, and he still wasn't the greasiest man in Monroe. <laughs>
2: Who's And, boy, it happens a lot in this movie. Like, you think it's that one scene, and then you get to the end, and fucking everybody, like, just dumps oil all over themselves. Also, Christensen is six feet tall, so...
0: Seriously? He seemed so small to me. Maybe you were looking at his his stunt double, his grease double.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. What if his
0: stunt double, like... What if he had that good of a stunt double?
1: (laughs) Maybe they wanted to save money on, on olive oil, so they hired a guy who looks like him, but is half the size. For that day, I don't know. I'm six foot two, so everybody looks
0: shorter, but you're six the, foot
1: two, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, I didn't know that I would have guessed <laughs> you were 5'11. Have you inter- inter- interesting? Uh, Wait, we clearly how tall haven't you, seen Chris? we
0: haven't seen each other in person in a while. Stop <laughs> hunching,
1: stop hunching, <laughs> God
0: damn it! Well, you have when you're tall, you have to, like, you don't have to, but it comes kind of naturally. I've heard other tall people explain this to me. Um, or relate to me about this that like I just automatically have an apologetic stoop when I'm talking mm. to people because mm. I just feel like I'm
1: dominating them mm. when I'm having a conversation. I'm trying to correct it. Don't worry. Well, I like tall people, but six two isn't quite tall enough. I like people who are like six, eight. Six nine <laughs> is it, seven feet because what? You, here's why. Do you have those parameters set on your dating profile? <laughs> uh, well, that's yes. Yeah, so I'm only looking for women who are six
2: eight. Tell high. us, tell us why. What, what explain this?
1: When I meet a tall person, I'm like, great, I know this person's gonna love me as long as I don't acknowledge that they're tall, <laughs> and it works. You just, you see a tall person, you pretend you don't notice the tall. And they're so, they're so used to everybody being like, oh my God, you're so tall. Or boomers, like, you know, how's the weather up there? And so if you just meet a tall person and treat them like a person and don't acknowledge their height, they know you're cool. You know they're cool. have a great time oh, at the wedding reception.
0: 100%. Because you know what we're thinking about? We're thinking about the fact that clothing does not fit us and we're uncomfortable all the time for various reasons. I would rather be 5'11 than 6'2. It if, would make a world s- of a difference. To me,
1: if only someone made a store for people who were big and tall. Yeah, but I'm tall. I'm not big. That's the thing. Big and tall uh, stores, like clothing, gets. We don't, uh, why are we still talking? Okay,
0: for God's sake,
2: can we get big, back to the fucking movie? I, I thought Jesus, you can go there
1: if you're big, and you can go there if you're tall. I,
2: I found <laughs> no, some on onla- big and tall, and that big or tall. Oh
1: God damn it! The Venn diagram is a
0: circle. I have <laughs> found some shirts lately from a website that that sell only. Tall sizes, not big and tall sizes, and it's been kind of a game changer.
1: Why are you buying fucking shirts that from anywhere other than our merch store? Because we don't
0: offer tall sizes. If we had a medium-tall size of our T-shirt, I'd have one on right fucking now. All, All right, right, So All right. the only thing worse than the oil is, the in an already claustrophobic movie, the extremely claustrophobic idea of this vagrant trying to fit himself
1: down this tiny hole. Um, let's, let's, I don't feel like we've adequately like, established what's going on here. Okay. Basically, five people in the bar have exposed themselves to the disease man corpse in a way that the other three people are not comfortable with. One of those three people has a gun, so they're able to coerce the other people to go quarantine themselves in this janky cellar under the Mm -hmm. bar. They're trying to find a way out or at least a way to find some fresh air because the rest of the bar ends up getting burned down by Spanish FEMA. So they find a little drain, but it's like... A football size. It's a tiny ass drain. Yeah. I mean, I, the drain looks so much small. It looks like no one could ever fit in this fucking drain. Uh, but sure I mean, enough, it's they find than a ways. Football, but it, it is it's bigger small. than football, but it doesn't look like that. But it is super small, maybe a foot. And so they like take the skinniest guy who is the the person experiencing a housing shortage. Well, it should be
2: noted he's not the skinniest. The woman is is theoretically the young woman is theoretically the person who would fit best, but she's right. like, fuck no, I'm not dropping down into the sewer. Which yeah. you know, sure,
1: sure. And and it's kind of a a fun moment because the 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 homeless guy just starts shedding layers and you don't even realize until that point that he's as wiry as he is. I so. I thought that was a little
0: bit ridiculous. I was like he looks exactly like what I'd expect but somebody comments like, "Oh, he's skinnier than he looks." I'm like, "Have you seen that man's face? He's so gaunt." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I was I was not surprised by that. The only thing I was thinking about in that scene was how hot it must have been for that actor to wear that costume because it was like eight layers. <laughs> But uh,
1: it's excruciating because various characters at various points of the ending of this movie have to squeeze through this hole. And like, I thought homeless bro was going to die um because he gets jammed in that hole in a way that would probably kill
2: somebody i had the weirdest experience with that whole thing because i was like okay he gets jammed in the hole he eventually gets dragged back out of it and then for like 20 to 30 minutes maybe it seems like that was a complete dead end in the plot it's like okay why did we even try to get down this sewer why did we why did we waste time in this plot but it's because we come back to it later and everybody goes down in the sewer for reasons that don't make a whole lot of sense.
0: Well, and I I don't know. I mean, this could just be my faulty memory. But I'm like, what What was their objective with getting him down the hole? Like, he's, he's one of two people that can conceivably even remotely fit down this thing. And what is he going to find down there? I mean, yeah. like, what is he going to like? He can't go up to the surface and get help because everyone on the surface wants them dead at least so they presume. Um, so it, it, you're right, Patrick, dead end is the perfect way to describe it. But it it was simultaneously very anxiety-inducing to me as somebody who uh, suffers from claustrophobia pretty severely, but also it just like goes on for way too long with no real end game
2: oh yeah they're um, pushing on his shoulders they're trying to shove him down he won't go They're
0: kicking him in the head trying to you know push him down and then when they try and pull him up this was like also like a maddeningly stupid choice that made me uh kind of angry at the movie is like people are trying to like pull him by his fucking head to get him out i'm like grab mm-hmm. grab his
1: arms. get under like, his
2: shoulders yes
1: yeah. Yeah, they're fish hooking them and stuff. And it's like, I guess they didn't have someone whose hands were small enough to get under his underarms because that's what they
2: say (laughs) to our heroes. Except they're just like right
0: up there out in the open. Like anybody could have just scooped in.
2: Yeah. Do you know that Alex
1: DeLaglacea is 55 years
0: old? He's a lot younger than I thought he would be, actually.
2: Because he's been
1: making movies since the early 90s this is my first exposure to him and this seems like a young man's movie this seems like it a does directorial debut it seems like a
0: young man's movie made by an older man <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean he, he's a fascinating guy so he apparently started off writing comic books but in my research i've not been able to really find out like what what he's known for um mm. you know maybe they were only popular in in spain his native country or something um but his first film was produced by pedro almodovar mm. um and i think i'd have to confirm this but i think he like worked under almodovar on something before that he was like kind that protege. that tracks yeah
2: yeah yeah but so i mean they fail to get down into the sewer and I think at that point is when the bar is lit on fire from above. Yeah. yeah. The older woman who is the slot machine addict burns her hands on the door going up into the bar, trying to reopen it, like severely burns her hands. And then they all end up going back up into the bar to find that the people who they had left behind, who had forced them to go down to the basement in the first place, are now all gone, presumed presumably dead mm-hmm. and we're on to the next level of trying to figure out what to do
1: yep the, the government has uh sterilized the scene this is pretty standard protocol for when you know someone gets sick in a, a city <laughs> i don't know um but the uh, we know though basically by studying the first disease victim's cell phone that there may be a vaccine, but again the the veracity of, and nature of this vaccine is as ambiguous as the the biological threat. Right. Oh uh, yeah,
2: a nun was involved in creating it in Africa, <laughs> and frankly, good enough
1: for me, like- good enough for me. <laughs> fauci, who) <laughs>
2: And frankly, I was confused by how they even decided these syringes were so important because there was debate among the group about whether it was a vaccine or whether it was just contributing to the condition of the guy who was originally diseased. And these these syringes of vaccine, which it turns out the original victim had in his possession, turn out to be the MacGuffin of the final act of this movie everybody's trying to get one of these syringes to theoretically inoculate themselves against whatever is happening but there's really no conclusive proof yeah but there's really no conclusive proof that it actually works relatable just kidding yeah
0: (laughs) well there's no proof that it works but they're completely stuck i'm trying to remember because they go through they find the guy's cell phone when they when they do manage to make it back upstairs they go through his texts and i'm trying to remember if the texts like confirm or deny that it's even a vaccine like i remember they, being it, kind of it's very about
2: ambiguous that. yeah they yeah. they yeah. argue about it there are texts that seem to suggest that it is there are texts that seem to suggest that it isn't but i mean fundamentally the guy was I mean, the guy did inject himself. I think right before he died, he did successfully yeah. inject but, himself, and but he but died. He, still. But he died and had his fucking eyes bugging out and shit. But they so, rationalized
1: like, that that he was just too sick to begin with. Oh when he, right, when he did it. um but, you know, it's basically just you have desperate people and they're latching on to whatever hope they can find. And they're not acting out of place from a place of reason. And I mean, you can say that's, you know, bad screenwriting. Oh, they make stupid decisions. But the movie, I think, is very much about people who make stupid decisions in moments of stress and crisis. Um, so they decide, all right, we got to have these vaccines. But there's only four of them. And there's still like five or six characters at this point. So, five. Uh, you know. It just it just adds more tension, and and that's the point where our our friend uh, person who is experiencing homelessness uh, becomes <laughs> kind of the protagonist <laughs> for me for a fleeting moment. A I'm very like, fleeting, <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, this guy, because you know what he, you know, he's like, I know what you're fucking thinking. You're thinking I'm like the crazy poor guy, so you're just gonna use the vaccines and leave me out in the cold. And I'll be honest, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, and <laughs> and so. I'm like, you know what? Damn, this guy is actually uh, making a comment on on the state of affairs and the state of these people. And he's 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 uh, all you know, no misses on these shots he's firing. And uh, but then, yeah, like Patrick said earlier, he very quickly just becomes crazy again and completely unsympathetic. And that was kind of disappointing to me. I thought this movie was really interesting when it took the guy who seemed like Joker and made him the <laughs> hero of the movie. Uh, and that they weren't interested in sticking with that.
2: No. No. Yeah, because then he just steals a shot for himself and steals steals the gun, turns the gun on everybody, and makes everybody start doing his bidding.
1: He starts acting like he he was acting like Joker. Now he starts acting like Jared Leto.
2: <laughs> he starts acting truly damaged. <laughs> yeah.
1: So then our, our, hero, our, our, our middle-aged gambler lady with uh, bandaged up hands because she burned her hand on the door fumbles the, the, the ball and drops all the syringes down into the filthy sewer. And so then we decide that every character now has to get through this impossibly small hole. No, 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 no. for
2: starters, just Elena has to go down and retrieve the syringes. And then Elena makes everybody come down with her.
1: They they look down and they say, save us. And she whispers, no. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then everyone has to go down the hole and Elena's hid the hole, hid the syringes because she doesn't trust anybody. Cue a bunch of hijinks, tensions, screaming, double crosses, murders in the sewers. And that's basically the end of
2: the movie. Everybody's in Um, their underwear. Everybody's oiled up. Everybody's dirty and covered in feces and and waste
1: so thematically you know we're we're, comp- we're fulfilling sort of the loop here where everyone has just been you know stripped down physically and psychologically they are acting animalistic yeah uh there's no comedy it is just it is just people at their most basal lizard brain human nature for the most part with a couple interesting moments uh in the sequence but 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 not many um and we end up with elena and uh hipster tech bro and uh jared leto and they're climbing (laughs) up a ladder to escape the manhole with only one vaccine left amongst the three of them and uh jared leto and tech bro fall to their deaths and elena Escapes and enters, uh, exits a manhole and finds herself in you know downtown Madrid. The happy part, it hasn't been cordoned off. It's still business as usual, and she's walking around like Mila Jovovich at the end of Resident Evil, and everyone's gawking at her, but very few people are like checking with her. You know, that's I think a continuation of what we're what the whole movie's about.
0: And then she she does uh, her her date that she was supposed to see also recognizes yeah. her as well yeah yeah
2: which that was moment. kind of i didn't like that that was yeah that's literally like the final moment of the movie before she just wanders around some more over the the credits um, i don't recognize I don't
1: my date when i get to the restaurant and see my date so well i'm well, well, she, she well, recognizing she
2: makes... <laughs> her wandering around in her underwear covered in shit and oil she right.
0: makes a joke about that in the first scene of the movie like like being yeah. catfished or whatever um yeah. and it turns out like She's the one who's, like, accidentally, like, retroactively catfishing her date. Because she's supposed to be this, like, put-together person, and it turns out
1: she's just covered in human feces. Maybe this is all about catfish. (laughs) You know, catfish are the most common fish found in the uh, Spanish sewer system.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that ending was was very strange to me. I mean, really, this entire, like, concluding sequence was... Bizarre, because that's where it really descends into just like gross depravity. Everybody running around and screaming, and just I, I don't know. It, it was it was it was strange. It was very strange. And then and then Elena just like walks out. We still learn nothing. You know, we kind of build up with this shot where she's. You know, wiggling the uh, manhole cover open, clearly people are staring at something beyond the manhole. We never find out anything more about what they're staring at, presumably just the bar, but it's kind of set up in a way where you think there's going to be something more to be revealed. And then she just wanders around the street in a daze and, you know, as Chris would say, that's your movie.
1: I thought we were going to see like some something like it was going to turn out. So there's going to be some dark twist where, you know, it turns out that there's been a misunderstanding. Yeah. And all these People have killed each other for no good reason or sure. anything like that. Or the vaccine is, is not what they thought it was or something. But yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, this movie's not really about that. You know, it, it's it, whether the vaccine works or doesn't, whether there's a zombie threat or not. Well, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's just about people. And look at this. Did you know? Did did you know that people act like assholes when they're put po- <laughs> under fear and stress? Did you know that? <laughs> Especially people who already act like assholes day to day to begin with. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: right. Well, yeah. I, I guess this one is challenging for me because it's you know I I'd like to try and go back to the the Ebert equation of how well does the movie succeed at what it's trying to do. And there are so many like kind of red herrings for what the movie is trying to do. As I've talked about already, you know, Mm -hmm. it seems to be more comic than it is. There seems to be more provocative social commentary than there really is or deeper social commentary than there really is. And it just there's a lot of things that it could be. And the only thing that it really kind of commits to is what Chris just said and, and what we've talked about already all it really delivers on is this fairly simple theme that we've seen a million times before and it doesn't do it particularly well and it's just so frustrating because there are all these other things that it sort of like takes a stab at and it's like oh i could see the universe in which you follow this thread through and 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 do something interesting here and it doesn't deliver you know it's just it's frustrating in the sense that uh you could have a movie that only tries to do this very basic thing and none of these other sort of elements that aren't delivered upon. And it almost might be less frustrating to me because at least, okay, you were just trying to do the one thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to hear, well, you shouldn't say I would love to because I'm over this movie and I never want to think about it again. But I'd be curious to know, like, what was like the pitch meeting for this movie? Like, what was the... Like what what seed did they start with? I have right I, I'm so unclear on what the intentions are. Um yes. again, it might play very differently to a Spanish audience. And Alex de la Iglesia is very popular there in with Spanish viewers in general. Like he's never found much success outside of that culture. So I don't know. I mean like I'm open to like maybe I'm missing a few things here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But probably not i don't know i mean this movie wasn't even very well reviewed by some of the spanish reviews that i found online so
2: i i, I will know. say this uh intrigues me to check out more of his work as a director i mean i his his directorial touch intrigues me i'm interested to see a movie that he did that that plays with some of the same kind of material or or tone that this movie does and does it more successfully so i'll check out day of the beast at least soon so there's that at least
0: yeah that's a hoot um i've heard witching and bitching is really good which has been on and off netflix for a number of years and i I would like to check that out like he clearly has a good sense of humor i just Mm -hmm. the thing that i've found with the two films of his that i've watched is that when he embraces his sense of humor over all else He's very successful. Perdita Durango is a movie that doesn't seem to know quite what kind of tone to strike. Mm. Um, and there are scenes that are very, very funny and there are scenes that are horribly nihilistic and disgusting. And, uh, pointless and reprehensible that don't kind of gel with the things that i like about the rest of the movie um but i but i'm with you i want to check out more too he's got a new series on hbo max called 30 coins that's pretty well reviewed this just goddamn this just didn't do it for me
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it made me want to it made me want to go to a bar for real all right so what are we watching in two weeks guys i think it's time for the wheel to subject us to its
2: whims right
1: oh man that wheel of death that wheel of death is about to have its way with us and i for one have never been more scared i
2: I fear this wheel it's random choice time baby I, i i feel i always feel like we should explain this because i think people are understandably confused if you don't listen to every episode maybe you don't know how it works we take turns picking a movie every episode. Chris picks, Patrick picks, Stephen picks, and then we roll out our cyber wheel of death, which picks from all the movies on Netflix and just picks out a random one for us to watch next time. Which is what we're about to do.
1: Yep. So cyber wheel. Uh, let's 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 give it a spin. Oh 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 man! I wanna I wanna re-roll, but I'm, that's against the rules. Uh oh. We're watching Grandmother's Farm. Oh, okay. What the fuck is that? It's a Middle Eastern movie. It says a guy's getaway to an isolated farm in the desert goes from fun to frightening when a mysterious guest crashes the party. It goes from fine, fine,
2: to, fine to, to fucked. fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Grandmother's Farm. It also spawned Grandmother's Farm 2. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm so, excited. Yeah. I'll we'll check that out. that will be in two weeks. We'll be watching Grandmother's Farm. Well, at the very least, it's nice and short. It's an hour and eleven minutes. Oh, hell yeah! All about that.
2: God bless. That's like a twenty-eight-minute album. I love it.
1: Good. That, that that then our episode will only be you know <laughs> how long <laughs> two, and yeah, two and a half hours. two and a half hours. <laughs>
0: All right. All right well, well, we've been every horror movie on Netflix. Thanks for joining us here at the bar. Hope you can, uh, you know, if you're not already vaccinated, hope you can get fully vaccinated soon and go out to a bar yourself. See your friends again. Hug some people. Kiss some if people. If you're not
1: already vaccinated, get vaccinated by any means necessary. And you know what I'm saying. <laughs> get the fuck out there. Yeah. And, and see your friends. Watch some horror Watch some horror
0: movies with them. Uh, You know, like we used to do in the before times. It'll be beautiful. You'll thank yourself. Um, So, for every horror movie on Netflix, as always, I've been Steven. I've been
2: Chris. (laughs) I am Patrick. And will continue to be. Bye-bye. Bye.